How's it going? And welcome back to CityWide Blackout, your home for the best creators from around the world. I'm your host, Max Bowen. And joining me now, well, he is trying to heal the world with a hard rock brain and a punk rock heart from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Jonathan Panetta joins me. Jonathan, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here, man. Thank you so much for having me, Max. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Man, there's a lot to talk about here, but I want to begin just by going uh, with your new EP, which was released uh, just a little while ago, actually. I think like a day or two ago at at the time of of this uh, recording called This Could Be My Last Song. Obviously not your last song, though, right? This is not your retirement speech, right? So um, the the weird thing about that is just the way these uh, distributors work. The... EP like the full EP is going to be called Turn the Tables, but uh this year I've been doing things a little differently. I've been releasing it track by track, so it's like the way with the distributors and how it works and everything till all the tracks are out, it labels the EP as the most recent track that came out, so it's like <laughs> the EP was once Inner Demons and then it was hasn't been the same and now it's this could be my last song then it's like when it's all out then it's going to be labeled as turn the table so oh uh, okay <laughs> it's so a little complicated so so the so these soon to be renamed ep turn the tables what would you say this ep what makes it stand out from the, the stuff you've done in the past uh but one of the biggest factors is um this ep all tracks were done in studio and starting this journey like a little over five years ago you know just in a different position in life i was in the middle of college so you know gotta pay the college funds right like i was doing a lot of diy getting friends that knew bits and pieces and mixing and mastering to do it for me and to not you know discredit uh anyone that's helped me out in the past i appreciate the time they gave me but it just got to a point where it wasn't quite hitting the standard and what I wanted and being done high school. Yeah. I've been doing this album was about almost two years of work being done high school and, you know, working full time, like different position in life. I could fund myself a little more to work in studio and the producers all individually. I'd say there's maybe about like one, two, three, four, five, you know, like six different people that contributed to the CP. So they all just hit it out of the park. So uh, it's exactly what I could hear in my mind, you know, prior to the song ever being recorded. And if I always go by like rule of thumb, if you hear how a song, like how it's sounding in your head and you record it and it sounds exactly how you want it, or if not better, then you're doing a good job. <laughs> Are you the kind of person that is hard to walk away from a song and say, okay, yeah, it's all set. We don't have to do it again. Yes. <laughs> and you say <laughs> that with such a gleeful smile. Because, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not a producer and 
I when I kind of grew to like grasp that, like not that I don't think I could do it if I didn't, you know, commit my time and effort to it, but it's like one of the things like I tell all people in the music industry is figure out what you do best and stick to it. I don't say that like like just stay comfortable for your whole music career. Like by all means try to get out of your comfort zone. But when I realized like, yeah, the producing thing that that ain't me. But in the meantime, I still have an idea on how I want it to sound. So <laughs> I I see uh, some of the guys I follow, you know, it's all laughs and whatnot, but they'll share like a meme on social media of a person just asking. I They say like, this is the producer and then this is the client. Like, what do you want? What do you want? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I do, but I do know what I want, but I will like kind of nitpick every little thing to make sure like there's, I can walk away and not have to hear something like, oh, there's that little thing at a minute and 13 seconds into the song that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> not that they won't do like revisions, they will, but I try to be mindful on how many revisions <laughs> I ask for. <laughs> respect your producers that's the bottom line oh yeah absolutely because the work they have to put into this to work with the artist in some cases going over it again and again much respect to them because they are definitely the backbone of anything that comes out so before you began working with uh, with the studio did you work with did you just do did you just like record and produce everything yourself or do you work with friends yeah i worked with friends like either coming to their place and using their equipment or my own audio interface recording guitar on uh, my DAW on my laptop emailing uh, tracks back and forth for guys to mix and master virtually it was a hassle for the first time to like just go into a studio and be like yeah everything's done here email it to you as soon as it's done like working with one person <laughs> so different and so much more ideal right name of the studio uh the, there really isn't a name of these studios that i've worked with i've worked with people that like like they're not with like a, a company mm. or an agency like they're okay. i guess like renting a place or mm -hmm. something so it's all like under their names okay um, okay cool man well I definitely can hear the quality with this one. Not that I couldn't hear it with the old ones. I think they're all really, really uh, good quality. But this one, it definitely feels like you're taking it to another step here. I also want to talk about a recent collaboration you did. And this is actually the song that brought the uh, two of us together, which is uh, oh, Make I know Use what of you're Your Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make Use of Your Time, uh, uh, which you did with our a mutual friend, Danny Horowitz. And this is based on the Life is Strange video game series, um, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. Played all the games, read the comics, waiting for the next game. Hint, hint. Um, Same here. <laughs> how did you and Danny wind up working together? And why this particular kind of song? Danny just has a very profound way of writing lyrics about life. Hint, hint right there. <laughs> I see what you did so, there. I discovered Life is Strange, like, I think like a little, about a year before even meeting Danny or even like considering about writing a song about Life is Strange. Um, I was in a project at the time that we just parted away. So I was back to just fully committing to being the solo artist. And 
you know, life itself is like a train ride. Like people come on the train, they're there for a certain amount of time, then they leave. Some are there longer than others. So, and I say that for music as well. And I really feel like stumbling upon Danny's work and getting to meet him just happened at such a precise time, like when I was trying to find my way. And Life is Strange was also a big factor to that. And I just listened to some of Danny's work and I'm like, especially like being in the folk genre, like I'm sure like you love Life is Strange, like the soundtrack, a lot of it's kind of like acoustic, like upbeat. I'm like, Danny definitely sounds like he can make a Life is Strange soundtrack kind of song. I don't even think he knows what Life is Strange is, but I'm going to ask him that I have an idea. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> I like That's this. Maybe, maybe like a Life is Strange concept album. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I I definitely be down for that. <laughs> yeah. Get I, like, uh, there's so many, they've passed it over. Get like Square Enix, Deck Nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get them to sponsor me. <laughs> hey, you never know. I mean, like, I actually read that when this game, uh, the, when this game came out, the company that made it was on the verge of bankruptcy. This was like, either this works or we're all out of a job. And of course it worked yeah. really, really well. And now it's one of the biggest game series out there. You see people cosplay all the time. Uh, you have the yeah. comic series, of course. And you talk about the music. The music in this ser- in the games are fantastic. And I think every time I played a new one, I would jump onto Spotify and try and find the soundtrack for it because it's such a great collection of music. Have you had the chance to check out the soundtracks, any particular artists that you really liked? Well, some of them, like, I recognized from before, like um, Kings of Leon mm. from uh, Life is Strange True Colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're a band that was kind of, like, always in the back burner for me. Like, I heard, like, Sex on Fire plenty of times, but never bothered to, like, fully listen to their discography. So when you're playing as Alex Chen and they show you Mechanical Bull in the record shop, I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to Mechanical Bull now. Just why not? Um <laughs> Life is Strange 1, standout artist obviously being Sid Matters. Yeah, uh, definitely. Most of his songs were like the headline mm-hmm. tracks of the mm-hmm. game. I don't think there was much from uh, Life is Strange 2, to be honest. There weren't really... Yeah, musically it wasn't it wasn't the best, I think. Good yeah. game. Solid game. But yeah, musically it didn't oh, absolutely. stand out. Yeah, musically didn't stand out. I think the the first one and the third one would definitely be the standouts in terms of any kind of soundtrack yeah. to them. Cool, man. Um, All right, let's talk a bit more about, like, working with Danny. Like, when you guys first began collaborating, what was that process like? Uh, So Danny had some songs out when I first listened to him that already had, like, a concept of life or a concept of time. I think some of them were uh, This Side of the Looking Glass and uh, Nothing Ever Ends. And there is, like, a line... I think in this side of the looking glass up, if I'm getting the songs mixed up, I will get Danny Horvitz to correct me. (laughs) I encourage you to check out Danny Horvitz music in general. Uh, But he had a line in there that really still stands out to me to this day. And the line Danny wrote in that song was the only constant truth we have is constant change. And, you know, when I was just going through a period in my life where I'm, you know, reflecting a lot, like, I tried something. It didn't really work out. Well, this is where I want to go. How do I get there? If I find a path, is it going to last for long? Am I going to have to change things on the go? And 
you know, <laughs> that's just the story of life. Like that line really hits deep now. Mesh that with life is strange. Um, it's on like my left wrist. I don't know if I could show this on camera, but I do have a life is strange tat. <laughs> oh my God. I want one now too. <laughs> that's the, the, the Max Caulfield spiral from the first game. Mm-hmm. Where it says the, this action will have consequences. Oh my um, God. That's awesome. So like the whole concept, like the only constant truth we have is constant change. Okay. Well, if I have to deal, if I have to deal, everyone has to deal with a life that's constantly changing. What's like the one thing that we really have power over the choices we make, who we hang around, what we do, how we treat ourselves. So it, it, it everything just kind of lined up and mm-hmm. Danny was just like the, the secret sauce that <laughs> completed it. Yeah. He, his music, what really stood out to me when I was first listening to it was just, I think the passion in, in his voice. I mean, he brings so much of himself into his music. A lot of it is based on his own life and experiences, but you can tell he's not really holding back when he, especially like when he sings, but also in the words too. So he really, he puts a lot of himself into his music. I think that's probably one of his greatest strengths. Yeah, I would agree. Definitely. Is this a one-time thing or do you think you guys will be doing more work in the future? Uh, I, I think it's a possibility. He's just kind of going in one direction right now. I'm going in another. Honestly, I could tell it was just a fantastic collaboration because we still talk about it to this day. People like you are still interviewing us both about it. So like Mm -hmm. we could tell we hit it out of the park. So I definitely think like we planned it out. We definitely would do another collab. Cool. Cool. All right. Do you have a favorite game in the whole series? Uh, The first Life is Strange. Oh, cool. Cool. How did you come across it? I had a friend that recommended it to me like years ago, probably like when it, a year after it first came out, because I was showing them choice-based narrative games that I like, like um, Telltale's The Walking Dead, uh, Telltale's uh, The Wolf Among Us, and like they kind of like did the foundation for like choice-based narrative games. So you could kind of tell, uh, was, uh, was it? Yeah. Don't not, don't not entertainment. There it is. Yeah. First, uh, life is strange company. They pretty much took a lot of influence from telltale to design, uh, that game. So my friend was like, well, if you like the walking dead, if you like the wolf among us, I think you'd like life is strange. And, uh, I just never got around to it for, reasons (laughs) reasons <laughs> but i think it was during the pandemic that uh you know locked up can't do anything i'm like well i got time to kill i've put life is strange on the back burner for so long but good a time good a time as any to check it out and when my mental health was also not the best during the pandemic um life is strange like really <laughs> it, it broke me and it's good to know i'm not the only one like i they have a huge emphasis on mental health i i remember being so pissed at the at the end of the first game because you know one of two endings um i'm like is that why they call it life is strange nothing matters they say this action will have consequences but we have one of two choices but it's like Sometimes life is like that. It will hit you with things that suck. 
the things that are unfair that you wish you could go back in time and change, but it's, it's not, it's not, it's not like that. And from there onward, uh, I've joined like life is strange groups, got to talk with like just many, just amazing like-minded people. And it just opened up like a whole new realm of people that I didn't even know existed uh, to me. And it's just been awesome. I think I first saw the game back when it was, you could only get it on your phone or your, or your iPad. And I got the, like the, uh, the first chapter oh. free. I played it, enjoyed it, but never, for whatever reason, didn't pick up the others. And then I think I got the whole thing when it was on the PS4 and just burned through it. And likewise with the ending, and I won't spoil it because folks, play the game. If you haven't played it yet, play the game. The ending is like two bad choices. It really is. It's two choices that in some way are going to suck. But like you said, sometimes that's all you got. That's all you have is, is those two choices, and they're not always great choices. The, the heart of the game, I think, the, of course, the writing, the music, and the characters, it's just, it draws you right in. It's, it's funny because you can't really lose the game. It's not about winning or losing. You, you can beat it oh. no matter what you do. It's a matter of the choices you make and where that takes you. And I think with the second one, the choices are, more, are they lead to more options because the, the second one, I think, has like seven endings. Whereas the first like one that, yeah. and the third one, I think the first one only has two. The third one has four, I believe. I could be wrong. Correct me, folks. Correct me in the comments if I'm getting this wrong. I, I just beat it recently. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all those options and where it takes you. And man, what a series. <laughs> Check it out, folks. Check it out. One last little thing I want to throw in there about Life is Strange. Yeah. Um, Max and Chloe are just incredible. Like, I found attachment to those two but like different from any other game that i've played like the one thing that i give life is strange credit over like most other games was like liking the walking dead uh telltus the walking dead like i would get sad when a character died or something happened because i just like that character don't get me wrong i like max max and chloe too but it wasn't just as a character that I liked them. I liked them because they seemed like real people. And it's always weird. Like when I talk about these kind of things to people who don't know life is strange. Cause I'm like, it's like a life simulated kind of sci-fi environment. Uh, so maybe we're just like, it's a game about life. Why do you like it so much? It's like, because these people seem real. They seem like like normal people that just life hasn't been fair to them. Um, Max's character development from episode one to five, I also see a lot in myself, not just in my music, but like in my everyday uh, life. I always try to be supportive to people, sometimes even to people that don't even deserve <laughs> my time and energy. But like, Max's whole kind of character arc, and depending what ending you get, it gets a little complex of being the the everyday hero. I'm a lot like that. I like being the support person, the guy that makes people's lives better. I work with a lot of students um, to help them like with their education and struggles with mental health, like even outside of the music I write. So it's like, I feel like in all aspects of my life, I'm literally 
trying to be an everyday hero. So it's like, I see you, Max. I see what you're trying to do. We're on the same wavelengths here. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. That was a good one. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, the characters... The characters are so deep. Like, I would swear they're based on real people because they bring such such a richness that you can't get with a fabricated character. Like, in some games, like, yeah, this is very two-dimensional. You're just here to be here. But with Life is Strange, they have to be better because they're taking you on, on this journey not only through the you know, course of the game and the events of it, but through themselves. Because a lot of what they do is they confront themselves and their choices and where it's taken them like chloe for example like you talk about character growth chloe oh my god she has gone through so much shit over the years and max has been a big part of that in some way or another and when they come back together the change you see in her you know little by little throughout the game it's pretty it's pretty solid and i think she's a very different person once you come to the end but she's but she's still a badass she's still the badass with a heart of gold that's what that, that's her i think I think we all need that badass in our lives because she's <laughs> all right. You know, Jonathan, you mentioned mental health a few times, and I know that this is a big part of what you do with your music. Was that always the case? And as a follow-up, how do you think that's kind of helped you personally? I would say it's always been the case, but like later on into my journey, it kind of just blossomed more because times I would just write about anything and i still do but it's like in my mind i can't just write about a song about my favorite dinner or i can't just write about a song about putting tires on a car like i know there's like random things but like my mind always goes to how can this song help people and that has always just been who i am i remember uh (laughs) when i was young I used to watch, oh my God, <laughs> irony. It's actually like right here on my shelf. I always used to watch <laughs> Lilo and Stitch growing up. That movie nice. was amazing. And I just remember like this day in particular just really stuck with me. I used to ask my parents, like, like what kind of jobs do people get paid to help other people? Because I really want to do that in my my parents were just like, well, like, there's a lot. There's like a, there's a doctor, there's a, there's a therapist, there's a social worker. So I heard social worker. Of course, I think of uh, <laughs> Cobra Bubbles in <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. So I'm like, <laughs> so what, what, co- what Cobra Bubbles does? And my parents were like, well, yeah, he wasn't a very good social worker, but, <laughs> but yeah, like little me just always had a heart for people and still does. So when music kind of blossomed later on in my life, it's just like, this is another realm of me uh, doing that because music has been that for me in many times when I've needed it. So it sounds like it's been a huge help to you. Do you feel like you're a different person after these five years of making music and dealing with these different issues? Yeah. Especially, you know, these five years throw a pandemic in the middle of that Mm. it's just made me really persevere and try my best to find people and like not care so much if people 
aren't agreeing with what I'm doing or just not seeing the visions that I have and like the direction I'm trying to go. And it's kind of a balance too, because I try to tell myself like, you know, you can't help everybody. You can't be the everyday hero as much as you'd like to be. But for those that your music will be there for, for those that you can help through their education or any other means outside of my job or outside of music. Like when people want help, when they need it, they'll accept it. People say like strength in numbers. I think when people say that, they think like big numbers, but no strength in numbers, anything. If I have five people that like it, 50 people that like it, five people that want help, 50 people that want help, people will show up when you need them to. And you'll be there when they need you. Exactly. Now, I think you mentioned earlier that you work with students too, right? It Honestly, like I say like, oh, they're two different lives. It, it, music me is not work me. Work me is not music me. And well, to some aspects, yes. But um, it is, there are parallels in some ways. Like how I just mentioned, like some songs will connect with others more, uh, other people not so much. and. You, I, I get that with uh, students too. Like some of them, like I really build a bond over and they just get a grasp that like, this is what I'm here for. I'm not just here for the money. Like I want to see you succeed. I want to help get you on the path you need to. But other students don't want that help. And <laughs> early childhood, teen rebellion, high school, they <laughs> life is strange all over again <laughs> but you get those in music and work and everything you always get a mix of people so it's always just like do the best you can with who you're working with and that that's about it that's how she goes definitely how do you get to someone that doesn't want to be gotten to is it can you can you power through that or is it a matter of just stepping back and say okay i'll leave you be Honestly, <laughs> you answered the question yourself. It's like, it, it, it's a balance. It's like, well, do I try to push it? Do I leave them alone? It, it's really, it's an everyday thing. It's like, you can't just map something like that out. Very, very complex. There was, there was one track on the EP that really got to me, and that was Inner Demons. And that was, a, that was another collaboration you did. Um, with the band Orin, how did you wind up working with them? It wasn't like technically like all of Orin. It was just uh, their singer, Sarah Wayne. But like I talked to the whole band, like they gave me their blessing to use <laughs> the name and share this track together. And Sarah showed it to the rest of the band as well. And they really liked it. So love those guys. Inner Demons, I wrote myself. Um, very similarly, there is a track on my album, Stop and Think Now, called World Without Me, which is another one I wrote by myself, but I just wanted a female singer's role for distinctive parts. So very similar to World Without Me, I had the songs ready to go, and I just needed somebody to fill the role. Actually, it was around the time I was getting ready to release uh, Stop and Think Now, Oren was dropping their album called Serotonin. And 
it just came up on like my feed you know follow each other in socials you oh you're releasing an album i'm releasing an album and half the time that's just what it's like like musicians will support musicians they also have some songs that are really mental health based they have one song in particular that really goes deep called a uh, brother brother by Oren. definitely recommend checking out that as well kind of similar to the danny horvitz situation like they had similar visions and like the idea of the direction i was going in i <laughs> made a demo of inner demons before recording in studio and i tried my best to sing the part that sarah did in recording no one will ever hear that recording but Sarah. <laughs> that is staying behind closed doors. Um, but she's like, oh, yeah, that's what you want me to do. I could pull that off <laughs> easily. I'm like, good, because I don't want me in that part. Oh, man, now I got to hear it. I got to hear it. <laughs> uh, I, I, love, I love when people say this thing will never see the light of day. My reaction is, no, it has to see the light of day. We want to see this. Your fans are going to want to hear this eventually. Right? It's like, Touché. no, no, I burned it. It's never going to happen again. I also really like the video you did for this one, uh, for Inner Demons. And, uh, that was th and that was just a really visually strong music video. And I saw that you worked uh, with Nescaf Productions. What, what went into planning this, especially kind of how everything was going to come together? Uh, so I had like the whole plot planned out. It was really just a matter of finding the space and what it is we wanted to do. I was kind of debating like the whole like, well, I want like the demon to be visually in the video. How do we want to do that? Where we went, they actually had like visual arts, like like a makeup table there. So it's like, oh, do you want us like to do anything? And like. I wasn't like sure about it because I'm like, well, then I'd have to like do that, take it off and then shoot my scenes. Like the recording was a little complicated because we were like, well, we we need to do double. So it's like we need to do the you scenes. We need to do the demon scenes. So it took a lot, a lot of editing. Big shout out to Descaf Productions for finishing that up. But yeah, we ultimately settled on like anything like demon wise. We're just going to do with visual effects. So <laughs> the process of shooting it just kind of looked weird because I'm just me. <laughs> so I'm like, this looks really weird. It just looks like I'm yelling at myself. Okay. <laughs> How can we make this look the way we want it to? And you go check out the music video now. Yeah. That's how it is. You really, you really nailed it too. When it came to just taking this story and you know, coming up with the visuals, the scenes and everything. Had you had this in, in your head for a while? I I had the, the concept for a while. Visually, it took some time to think about it. And I had to watch like other music videos for reference. Well, the concept of this song in general was taken by a devil by a shinedown. I would watch like that music video, take bits and pieces of what they did there, find some other music videos kind of related to that. Uh, Animal I Have Become by Three Days Grace. I, I'm a huge Three Days Grace fan. And if you go and watch the music video to Animal I Have Become, they did like some thieving kind of facial effects and whatnot. So 
I just kind of looked to my inspirations and got a bunch of them to compile what we came up with. The Demon U was damn scary. I just want to say the makeup artist did a fantastic job with that. Uh, there was no makeup. Oh, okay. So this is all, all, all like digital. All visual. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Okay. Well, e- either way, it looked amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Do you see more music videos in the future for songs you've just put out? Uh, for ones that are just out, uh, like they're out right now. Normally, when I would do that, I would I would release a uh, music video with it. So, mm. the ones currently probably not, but I am planning more for new songs that are in the works. Or I've even like looked at possibly doing like revisions, or not revisions, remasters or re-recordings, whatever you want to call them, of a. Uh, some of my older stuff that was done DIY or with some of my friends producers. So I definitely think some of my older stuff could make a good concept for a music video as well. So it's a little, it's a little uncertain right now, but there's definitely going to be more. All right. Let's talk about that. Then what is next for you? Uh, well, the EP still in the midst of coming out. There's one more track set to come out on it. Uh, Friday, September 29th. Uh, once, <laughs> once it's all out, then it'll be the turn the tables EP. Uh, beyond that, um, there's collaborations that are going to be done. There's some other people not mentioned previously that I'm looking to collaborate with as well as just continuing, uh, to write on my own, make some new stuff. That's how she goes. It's, <laughs> The life of an everyday musician, right? It's like release, write, record, repeat, release, write, record, mm-hmm. repeat. <laughs> Do you think you have a goal with your with your music, a certain thing you're hoping to accomplish? I, I definitely do. It's like my my goals or goals kind of change on a daily, but like if there was one that was like set like in stone that's like not gonna change regardless of where I end up it's just helping people and I hope like it becomes more than just like an internal thing. Like I hope like more people will grasp on to it and I can, I kind of see that in like other artists as well. Um, and, and just being like, not that, you know, I want it for the praise or the popularity or anything, but, uh, there's like bits of other artists I see, like a uh, lead singer, uh, David Draymond of uh, Disturbed. There is many times you go to a Disturbed concert that he will talk about mental health. And it's crazy to see like a whole arena full of people like actually uniting around the fact that, hey, I've struggled with depression. Hey, I've had suicidal ideation before and bringing people together is one of the most powerful things that music can do. So I'd say if there's one goal that's not going to change regardless of where I end up is just building that community of safe, safe space for people, whether that's Jonathan Panetta, the solo artist, whether I'm collaborating with other people, whether I'm supporting in another project, like, that's always going to be the vision. I like that. 
All right, folks. Well, that brings this episode to a close. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me. I've really appreciated this. Of course, uh, of course, talking about music, mental health, life is strange. I love what you're doing here, and I really hope things progress for you. And for and for the folks at home, you follow him on his socials, Jonathan Panetta, one N, two T's, on Spotify. Like his stuff, comment, interact. This is all vital to every artist's growth. And I'm sure we'll be talking again very soon. Hi, this is singer Kate Eppers, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout. And that brings this episode to a close. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow the show on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. You can find this show on your favorite podcast platforms, and new episodes are added every week, as well as every Saturday at 10 p.m. on Boston Free Radio. You can get at me at citywidemax at yahoo.com. Whether you want to suggest a guest, submit music for the bi-weekly Blackout Collection playlist, or just say hello. That's all for now, and I'll see you next time. Sleep in my own home